What's up, everybody? <laughs> it's, uh, Will Ritson, the Big Six Podcast again. It's a bonus podcast. Yeah, that's right. It's an extra podcast on this Monday. I should have, uh, I need some reggae air horns. Pew, 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 pew. Or, uh, or somebody being like, bonus. Either one of those would be very annoying. Uh, not annoying, however, is the Supreme Court of the United States of America deciding to lift the ban, lift the federal ban on sports gambling, making gambling, betting on sports in America legal, sort of. Uh, it's a, anyway, look, we're going to dive into it. I'll explain a little bit more, but just to give you a quick update on why we're doing this bonus pod, this is kind of a big deal. If you, if you like the NFL, if you like gambling, if you like betting on sports, if you, if you like picking NFL games, it's a, it's a huge deal. At some point in the next five to 10 years, you're going to be able to gamble at like the mall and stuff. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty cool. You'll be able to get on your phone in, in certain states and just gamble right off the bat. So it's a very big deal for the NFL. We understand that some people who are just football junkies might not be into that niche. So we're doing this as a separate podcast. Micah Roberts, a former Las Vegas bookmaker and who now writes for sportsline.com, uh, one of the arms of CBSI and an excellent place for gambling information and gambling content. And in fact, if you go to Sportsline and sign up with promo code touchdown, one word, touchdown, like six points, by a football team, you will get the first month for one dollar, and then the, it'll change. It's like nine ninety nine a month. It's a great deal if you play daily fantasy, if you play you know, golf, baseball, basketball, whatever daily fantasy you're doing. They got tons of models and algorithms that do that. They they pick games uh, every every day for basketball and baseball based on a. a, a really smart computer simulation system. It's worth checking out. I highly recommend it. Uh, A-grade games do really well on the site. So go to sportsline.com. If you like what you hear, use promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you can sign up for the first month for $1. It's a steal, man. It's cheaper than a cup of coffee. Anyway, Michael Roberts is going to come. We're, he's going to be on it. We're going to talk to him in just a second about this ruling. Just to give you the the the, the nitty-gritty here of, of what exactly happened is the Supreme Court was in a battle against New Jersey. Well, excuse me. That's not right. The Supreme Court was hearing a case between the state of New Jersey and a bunch of sports leagues in which New Jersey said that it should be illegal for the federal government to have uh, created – the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, PASPA, back in 1992, which made it illegal, except in the state of Nevada and in Las Vegas, of course, to gamble on sports. So they passed this blanket ruling that, that made it illegal for anybody to gamble on sports. New Jersey was saying, hey, that's not how this country works. That's not what the country's constitution was founded on. States' rights uh, in this case should supersede what the federal government wants. The Supreme Court agreed with it. And said in the ruling, the legalization of sports gambling requires an important policy choice, but the choice is not ours to make. Congress can regulate sports gambling directly, but if it elects not to do so, each state is free to act on its own. Our job is to interpret the law Congress has enacted and decide whether or not it is consistent with the Constitution. PASPA is not. In other words, it passed was not constitutional. And so it's been lifted. And now you're going to see states like New Jersey and Delaware jump into the fray quickly. There will be other states that follow. If you go to CBSSports.com, I have a full breakdown. Can I legally bet on sports now? Everything you need to know about the Supreme Court's ruling on 
Monday. Today is, in fact, Monday. Um, to break down what this really means from a micro perspective, like what happened? Can, can you, can you actually just go bet on sports now? Uh, what happens to your friend's bookie? What happens to Las Vegas? You know, where, where, where will this be legal first? Where will it be legal, uh, you know, in the next five years? How are you going to be able to bet on sports? All of these are very good questions and I wrote them all down and, you know, you can check that article out or you can just keep listening because Micah Roberts from Sportsline.com is joining us right now to answer all those questions for you. All right, Micah, we got a uh, pretty big day for those of us who like sports gambling. The U.S. Supreme Court has uh, has decided to lift the federal ban on sports gambling. So my first question to you is, uh, can I go bet? At like Harris Teeter now or, or Trader Joe's? Is that, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding but, <laughs> no, not yet. Yeah. But it will be like that in the future. And I think that's the most economically sound way to have it. Obviously, here in Las Vegas, we have so many different casinos and hotels. We want you to come in there. But we still have mobile phone wagering, which is the reason why 2017 – setting records for both win that's $248 million in win and $4.8 billion in right both records and it's because of the mobile wagering it's because of kiosk it's just moving forward and, and when the rest of the states get involved right now there's like 18 that have legislation and bills passed ready to roll after that for those places what they have to do now is set up a uh, regulations within their gaming departments in the state and uh, get minimum internal control standards telling the books what they have to follow or otherwise have consequences if they do not abide by that. And the state passes that, everything gets in, and then they can have uh, machines come in and have an operation going. And I don't know how soon it is, but my guess would be that uh, Delaware would be the first just because they already have a, a, a book operation in place. They were only allowed to have parlays. Um, and I think Oregon and Montana also have that right. Uh, they have a book running in, in uh, Dover, a big one, right at the racetrack there uh, where they have the NASCAR race. And then uh, New Jersey. New Jersey is going to be ready to go just because of having the support of properties owned by Boyd Gaming here in Nevada and MGM Resorts. Yeah, and I think uh, William Hill has the, the – at the Monmouth Park, they've got a, a facility that, yes. as I understand it, could be ready to take tickets and bets within weeks, which is pretty incredible. You know, do you – is that is – that realistic is it months I mean, yes okay absolutely well the machines are already in place the software is in place um it doesn't take anything to have everything hooked up into the same machines that are taking horse bets um and so you have otb operations uh, around the state and anything affiliated with monmouth um yeah, you would definitely be able to it'd, it'd be able to go quickly. It's just and, and the thing about having William Hill involved is they're here in Nevada and they're probably the model that works the best for what we're going to see in states as they go because mm. they have 156 books scattered around Nevada, uh, northern Nevada below, and most of their action is is done through kiosk. It's done through oh, wow. um, mobile mobile phone wagering. Okay, so you so. Because I think, I mean, I think that the general belief of, and, and this is just not how it's going to work, obviously, but, and maybe this is part of the problem for what took so long, but the general belief is that to do sports betting, you know, you have to have, uh, this giant casino sports book. I mean, that's not the case. No. As you pointed out, in northern Nevada, we're not even talking, we're definitely not talking the strip. We're definitely not even talking Las yeah. Vegas. These guys are like, it could be set up next to the sunglasses hut at the mall, right? 
Exactly, exactly. A kiosk and and, and um, they'll be able to get those licenses and especially the, it should be relatively easy once William Hill unfolds it and shows how that they do it wow. in Nevada with, with all their book operations. Um, I'm, my, my idea would be convenience stores, you know, the same places where you get a lottery ticket or whatever else. Sure. You'd be able to go in and, and go to the screen, put some cash in the machine um, or have an account wager and just go in and place your bet, get your ticket, and you got action for, for the day. And uh, by the way, William Hill also operates that book in Dover. It's a, oh, okay. a pretty pretty substantial book. It's modeled after Vegas-style uh, operation there. And they actually moved from the U.K. just to come here. This was like uh, 12 years ago, I think, 10, 10, 12 years ago. They came to Nevada with hopes that this would turn. So this is how long that New Jersey and the Supreme Court have been battling. Um, this, this, They were hoping that it would happen sooner, but sure. you know, it, it's reality now and, and their investment that they made to come and buy a bunch of operations and combine them in Nevada has, has finally paid off a little bit. And Joe Asher, he's the CEO there for the U.S. operation. He's He's been after it. He's done an amazing job, and and um, it's finally coming to fruition now. He's about to uh, Joe's about to get a pretty nice little bonus at the end of the year. Um, you would think so, right? Right. Uh, well, uh, maybe a potential loser in this situation. Um, let's call him my uh, my quote friends local bookie. What happens to uh-huh. what ha- what happens to the the non what happens to the local bookies that are around America that have been operating in the semi shadow for you know for for I don't want to say centuries but it really is over hundred you know it's hundreds of years I mean what happens to these guys all right well first of all they always have a spot in there for convenience and credit so if you're uh, able yeah. to have your guy and you you bet your Sunday NFL games you got a couple of days to scramble after you lost to pay him Tuesday hmm. so that's one thing that's very popular with a lot of people <laughs> um, strapped or what otherwise and it's just convenient for some to to go through that process they have the process they have the settle up and sometimes the settle up's not even about settling up it's just hanging out talking about the games or having a beer or whatever it's it's a bunch of different reasons um and it's not all entirely because they didn't have access to betting offshore gaming uh for instance they may suffer a little bit but i think what we're going to see is that there's still going to be an edge with las vegas just because of the the uh environment there's an environment that people are not going to be able to create anywhere. So Vegas is always going to have that. And also the juice. I think what we're going to see in a lot of places um, that have already succumbed, like West Virginia, for instance, they've, they've succumbed to this integrity feed to the league. So they had this meeting last week at, at the lottery business. Nobody from a sports uh, booking world, but they had lottery, racetrack, and casino operators there negotiating a deal with the NBA, NHL. Uh, for whatever reason, West Virginia University and Marshall University was there, and the PGA was there. And I know they have it at Greenbrier. And the funny thing about Greenbrier with the tournament and the PGA is that the governor, Jim Justice, owns the Greenbrier. So there's this big swirl, and the negotiator for the NBA and uh, MLB is a lobbyist. Uh, he's a lobbyist for them. He's also a lobbyist for the Greenbrier Hotel. So something shady's going on there, but there's no way there's going to be a dollar ten juice on the bets. I mean, to be able to pay these leagues off the top of their overall right 
they're going to have to charge a dollar twenty or a dollar thirty. So smart bettors aren't going to do that. And offshore is very competitive with their odds, even against Las Vegas. So you know, dollar seven, dollar eight compared to a dollar ten with a guy that's betting hundreds of thousands of dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and I I think that's going to be the difference where you're going to have to have states be competitive and willing to go after that type of money, the large money. Vegas has been content for years, uh, despite offshore being very competitive with their odds, because offshore, it's like you got this hassle of trying to get your money once you get it there and then trying to get it back in the trust. There's a couple books that people really trust a lot, but it's still a hassle with the money situation. So, um, Yes, I, I think it'll be very popular. The the illegal guys may be hit a little bit with the, the smaller money that are good bet, making their $10, $20 bets at the kiosk. They may be hurt a little bit by that. But I think overall they're still going to be fine with their regular clientele. Interesting that you noted, too, there's like a societal more where, you know, you sit down with your guy. And, I mean, I don't know. It is it is weird how that, that has worked over the course. You know, like, it's, there's yeah. a, and, and the credit it's thing generational. too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it is generational. And the, the credit thing too, that's, that's a great point because if you, let's say hypothetically that you wanted to bet on a, the over under for the Phillies wins the, in, in 2018, if you go to, and you wanted to bet a thousand dollars on that to pay you 975 bucks, whatever, whatever it is with the juice, you would have to put a thousand dollars up. Uh, at, at the kiosk or at the casino ahead of the season and, and then you would collect double, you know, whatever, 1975, if the Phillies, yeah. if the Phillies hit the over. If you, if you're betting with a local guy, it's very likely that they will let you put the bet down and have it sit there, uh, you know, without, without actually having to front the money. And so that is, that's a, that's a pretty big difference too, I would assume. Yeah, it is, and let's not be a uh, advertisement for illegal booking. No, of course not. I'm, just, is... I'm suggesting a hypothetical <laughs> here. Yeah, no, I know it, it's 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 funny that way, but yeah, I, I've known you know people of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh that have done it and um, done it and you know do well. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose, but it's like any bookie, it eventually catches up with the the better and the ultimately the juice and the greed of the better. Um, it always favors the house. Yes, it does. Do you, so do you, you don't think Vegas is going to suffer from this at all? Um, it, it, you know, cause it, 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 I don't, I can't imagine people planning some wild bachelor party to Monmouth Hill, even if it, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's fun, but it just doesn't have that same yeah. ring to it. If, uh, if some of the states get serious, uh, a strategy could be, um, if they get really serious about it and want to be competitive and they start offering dollar nine lines, yeah. um, some of the mo- money that moves from New Jersey or New York that actually comes through Vegas through, um, you know, through guys that they have and they say, okay, we want to get this. We want to get this. There's syndications, several different guys that spread their money throughout Las Vegas. And a lot of it does come from back East. Um, if New Jersey is competitive and they, you know, start offering a dollar eight instead of a dollar 10 or a dollar nine using kind of the model of offshore, say we, we want to handle a billion and we don't care if we handle only, you know, one or 2%, you know, go ahead. You guys in Vegas, you handle that amount and hold your 5%. Um, but we're willing to take big bets, large bets, and we're willing to give rebates somewhat mm-hmm. off that. That would be an interesting model that could affect Vegas. But other than that, um, you know, I mean, our guys that, that come to, to Vegas, they, they 
they come for the experience overall. And it's not just that one sports book or casino. It's the fact that you can bar hop sports books yeah. and just go from one to the other uh, on an NFL Sunday and then find a spot that best suits your needs, whether it's cheap beer, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, viewing, whether you found a spot that you know you have a lot to shop from so and that thing with vegas and then the nightlife afterwards and everything all bundled into one it's uh, I, I don't think vegas will ever be uh hurt, hurt too much by this or or much less replicated you're right i mean we went to um my bachelor party was a long time ago but you know we went to like a setup shop at lunch and you know watch an nba playoff game bet on that game then went somewhere else for the kentucky derby and then after the derby's over we're like well let's go play the cheap tables here and, and watch this NBA game. Yeah, I mean, you're right. That, that, you, that is difficult, uh, to, to recreate, certainly. Um, do you, with, with regard to the, the sports leagues, do you think that, it, this integrity fee is a bunch of garbage, right? I mean, it's not, oh, it's extortion. I mean, these people <laughs> run around and t- where's our fee? Where's I? I was a watchdog for all the leagues. Uh, basically, anything that we saw suspicious as far as gaming and lines that come across, we would have to call the gaming control board immediately, and we would have to file reports. We would have to explain what happened, and it was a rarity that it happened. It happened uh, uh, with the ASU player, the headache Smith. Oh yeah, uh, that was uh, ninety four, ninety five, or something, um, and that was a big ordeal where everybody kind of saw it because money was filtering anyway. But that's the type of thing that Vegas does is we when line movement comes in and it's unusual and uh, better is unusual and the the pattern and the type of money, um, you know, it, it's it's it sends up red flags on so many different levels. So in in that regard, we are the watchdog. We are the one that follows uh, different line moves, um, stuff like that. And, and uh, so they've been getting all that information and everything for free forever. So for them to come and when, you know, court cases are coming to change, you know, the, the, the tables a little bit, um, they just want a piece of it. And I understand that their business, they want more the most money that they get get for their brand and they want to evolve into the future and evolve into changing times and be a part of it, get some of it. But to somehow suggest that because it's our game, we deserve this and we're, we're right at this. I mean, where were you guys in Nevada? Mm -hmm. I mean, how come, how come you didn't come to Nevada when we've been doing it all these years? It's, it's the greed syndrome. Like, Oh wow. We we got 49 other States that might do this. So, now we need to get involved, and, and it's—I uh, don't know—it's it, a little, little bit hypocritical and a little, little bit of a money grab, uh, extortion in a way. But eventually, they will get their money, and uh, I'll tell you how. It'll be through the um, uh, games. So we like to show all the games. Uh, all the casinos are all over ten thousand square feet, and there's a pricing model that goes through Direct TV. Um, oh, wow. And, and the only people that are over 10,000 square feet that buy the packages for the most part are casinos. And, and the ones that most of them do it are in Nevada. And so the NFL, for instance, charges over $50,000 for a year. What? To have all their games shown in that capacity. Yes. So, the- so they've been getting their money and kind of sticking it to the casino business because how many places are over 10,000 square feet that want to buy the NBA package or MLB package? 
Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's casinos. I mean, that's, yeah, that's yes. it. Right. Exactly. Wow. So they've been, they've been getting their money already for the last few years and they've been up in the prices and going, you know, uh, over and over. So that's going to be eventually the way, um, they're going to come out. They'll come after the books in Nevada and elsewhere to try to try to get their money through their TV. I mean, eventually it'll be like you know we did fine without the package before satellites, and we did fine. Uh, we're still booked the games, and people used to be fine just with the regular CBS or NBC feed that was on, you know, for the NFL, and they just accepted it and said this is on. And they intently watched the ticker, <laughs> and it was. So 1956, and I mean that's just it. We just want action, right? We we like to watch it if we could, but that's not always the case, or it didn't used to. We're a little spoiled now, so that'll be an interesting um, debate that uh, the casinos and the leagues have eventually. But for some leagues, there uh, some states, like I mentioned, West Virginia. I don't know if they're locked in, but they they have a deal that's already passed, um, and I don't know why they would think that they need the NBA or Major League Baseball's approval to take bets. Yeah. The Supreme Court just said they can. <laughs> right. You don't what, have to you don't have to partner the, with anybody, right? Don't say no, exactly. I'm not no, I'm not giving you one percent. I'm gonna let people I'm gonna build a sports book. We're gonna tell people to build sports books right here, do whatever they want, and then you can kiss off if you think we're gonna give you one percent. Yeah. yeah. They're basically doing the same role as uh you know the movie The Godfather, the black hand walks down little literally. Yeah, give me a little Give me, you know, what are you doing? Uh, protection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The same thing. Wow. It's extortion. Wow. Fascinating stuff. All right. We'll get you, uh, we'll get you out of here, but actually I'll get you out of here on this. Do, how long do you think, so like a, a, a back, not a backwards, I live here, so I'll call it a backwards state, but North Carolina, um, no, no regulation in place whatsoever, no plans for any regulation. What's the, the sort of time frame you can look at for a really conservative state like a North Carolina, a Tennessee? Um, you know, I mean, is it, are we talking like a decade and, and maybe just never uh, before before this even happens. If if nobody wants it, I mean, if nobody wants schools built from nothing, the money that you didn't have. If nobody wants to pay their teachers extra, I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do with this free money just sitting there waiting to be taken. Because I know darn well that people all over Charlotte are making lots of bets on NFL Sundays, and nobody's getting taxed on it, and it doesn't benefit the county one bit. So. From that standpoint, somebody's going to have to step up and and make this argument um, that this is good. People are betting anyway, and we're losing the money, and it can help the community. This is good. Let's take advantage of this. And once they get some of the legislation uh, written and passed within the state, they can go after um, – they called Joe Asher at William Hill. I mean, he would be glad to sure. run the entire operation. The state gets their tax right off the top. The feds get theirs. William Hill gets theirs. The casinos that they're in or the kiosk or where he puts them at throughout the state, they get theirs. Everybody's happy. Everybody's making money. And the betters can you know, take a new route to, to making wagers. It's, it's oh, them, uh, so, so it's, it's, it's not to, not to keep 
on the subject, but I just think it's interesting from a state by state perspective because I think it gives people who are listening from from all over the place maybe an idea of what's going to happen. So, like for instance, in North Carolina, they have a a uh, state run alcohol board. You can only buy liquor at a state run mm-hmm. ABC institution. You can't go to Joe's liquor store. You can't go to the the grocery store and buy it um, like you can in South Carolina or Tennessee. So it's entirely possible. Well, I, I went to uh, Darlington and. Or no, where did, no, Rockingham. I went to a race there completely. No booze on Sunday. I yeah. was shocked. Yeah, no, yeah. Blew me away. Yeah, it's brutal. So we have dry counties here. You can't buy, you can't buy any booze until, uh, noon on Sunday. It's a, it's a real, it's a real pain in the ass, if we're being perfectly honest. But the, the yeah. but I think that I would be curious. So it's even conceivable that William Hill could come in and say to the state of North Carolina, listen, we will provide you with the infrastructure to run all of these yourself. It will be the North Carolina yeah. state kiosk and, you know, they'll be run by William Hill, you'll bet through us. You'll be, you know, and 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 we'll just hand you a big check at the end of the at the end of each month or at the end of you know every two weeks or whatever it is. That it doesn't ha- it there doesn't have to be a situation where, like Will Brinson goes out and and starts a sports bar sports book in downtown Raleigh and it's legal to gamble there. That doesn't have to be the case at all, right? No, no. You would want somebody that has experience and uh, the knowledge of setting step up and the ability to be able to. Um, you know, explain the whole process, give them a, a rule because the rule, it's not like the rule book. It's, I mean, it's like 300 pages as far as minimum internal control standards. And that's what you need wow. because it, it keeps the better safe. And, and from, from the book, um, that, that the book has to follow rules. So once those go in and they're passed by the state, it's, it's good. And each individual that is trying to run a book or operation, they're going to have to go through uh, a lot. So it's better off just allowing one of the major companies to come in. If you want to do it yourself, yeah, but you're still, you know, you're going to have to give some kind of royalty fee to somebody like William Hill if they did that. But I don't think that they would do that. They're, they they want their uh, money just like everybody else. So. Mm. All right, interesting. So there's a lot of ways that this is going to unfold, and and certainly this is not the the any, anything else that pops to mind when you look at you know the, this ruling from SCOTUS and the Supreme you know, the Supreme Court, obviously SCOTUS, but and and how it's going to affect gambling and how it's going to affect legalization. I think it, it helps all the sports first of all. Um, sure. I think it makes them popular. Why else would we? watch a Monday night football game that was 29 to to three, unless the total was sitting at 38 and a half or something, you know I mean? Yeah. It's like, why would we watch this? So it's better for television and everybody else. It's, it's just good all around. And, um, it's good marketing. It's just, I, I think it's great for all the sports and the, the integrity stuff. I mean, that's, I mean, these guys get paid so much money now. That's hard to do. College sports, we've only had a couple instances um, that we found in the last few years. So there's, you know, you're going to have bad apples everywhere in all walks of life and business. Um, but for the most part, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been uh, a good operation running Nevada. And I'm glad to see the rest of the state. And most of all, I'm glad to see uh, many friends of mine that have finally going to be able to broaden themselves and move up the ladder and run their own books. I mean, we've been landlocked. I sure. mean, there's nowhere Literally. to go, yeah. nowhere to yeah. go when you, when you're in that business. Wow. Um, so now the opportunities just arise like most other casino jobs. Um, you're going to be able to go anywhere and everywhere to work if you, if you want, if you desire. Um, 
so yeah, that's that's another big thing, at least from Nevada standpoint. That's that's good. Awesome stuff. All right, uh, follow him at Micah Roberts Seven on Twitter, and you can again you can use promo code Touchdown. That's one word to get a uh, to get a, a Sportsline subscription for just a dollar. Uh, you get it for the wow. first month for just a dollar, right? You get, you get full price. Uh, that's I'm, pretty good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not telling you when you should do it, but I mean they, I can I can tell you that the NBA playoffs is a fun time in theory to <laughs> to wager on to wager on games. Should you be so inclined? All right, Micah, thanks so much, man. All right. Take care. Thank you.